0: all right guys welcome back to fit body secrets where my mission is to bring you guys inspiration motivation and a ton of tips to help you guys on your fitness journey and bear with me i have got a cold i like never get sick like this and usually when it hits me hits me pretty hard i'm trying to fight through uh it's been i haven't worked down a couple of days which honestly just does make me feel like crap in a different way I just don't feel as good when I'm not moving, so I know that's also affecting things, so I am going to try and get maybe some zone 2 work in today and get myself just some blood flowing again because I just feel kind of crappy. So, uh but also it's been kind of a since my surgery, um my surgery was probably my like last real deload and I have been pushing intensity again in my lifting and in my training. So it's probably about due for me to kind of take a week a little bit lower anyway. So, it's all good. Um I'm I'm dealing with it and getting through. But I got my coffee in hand, so if you hear me sipping on my coffee, if you're on the podcast versus the YouTube, I just can't do without my coffee in the morning. So here I am. Today's episode, I wanted to talk to you guys about some things that I thought would be more helpful in application. Um, meaning that I know that we all, I don't know what we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it, right? We've all said that before. Uh, I've said that before a million times. And when it comes to losing body fat, you're like, all right, I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to lose 15 pounds. Maybe you have 20, 50, 100 pounds to lose. And you're trying to figure out how to like get past that like third day or that third week or even the third month where like hunger and cravings start to come in. And you're just not really quite sure like how to overcome them. I mean, you know, it's, it's three o'clock, you had lunch at one thirty, and you have a snack planned at four and you're kind of hungry and you're like, what do I do? And, and people go into the pantry and they, and they don't realize how much those little things they might be adding in add up to stalled progress. And I know that subconsciously they know they shouldn't be doing it, but it's hard to fight it when your body is telling you, Hey, I am hungry. I want these things. And you have to make that decision of like, "Mm, do I feed it or do I let it go? Because at the end of the day, we have to be able to control calorie intake in order to see results. So I want to go over a couple of things today that are going to help you guys be more successful and then give you guys a couple of hacks to kind of break through that. So first and foremost, before even going into the hacks about, um, in terms of how to achieve, or in, in terms of how to like fight the hunger and cravings, number one is you want to make sure that you're not in a super restrictive uh, calorie budget. Like, so you're not working with you know poverty calories, especially right up in the front. And this is where a lot of people go wrong. They'll go online, they'll find an online calculator. It tells them like you're going like my fitness pals the worst. You're going they like you're going to lose you, you if you eat this much for the next six weeks, you will weigh X pounds. And it ends up putting people in these false impressions of what they should be doing in order to receive results. And it's usually not right. So first and foremost, you want to make sure that the calories, the plan, whatever, you're, if, if you're not tracking calories and macros, if you're doing it more of like a clean eating, like you're you know doing a plate method or whatever, at the end of the day, you need to be controlling something, right? You want to make sure that whatever you're controlling isn't so restrictive that it's, it's really hard in the beginning. So there's going to be some things that come up, but it shouldn't be so hard in the beginning that like you're, you literally have nothing to budget with. This is why I am a proponent for macros and calories with a quality focus and food focus approach, because it allows you to budget things in and, uh, make sure that you're getting in the foods that you enjoy along with the foods that your body needs. So I think where people go wrong with macros, they, they tend to overthink it as just the one thing, And they end up being entirely too rigid with it, which is neither of the case that you need for success. So number one is you got to make sure that the the plan you're setting up for is flexible and it's sustainable for you and that you have the right starting numbers for yourself, the the right amount of food. And if you don't know where to start, shoot me a message. Um, You can always DM me. You can always shoot me an email. I'll make sure I have my contact in here for you to hopefully help you get set off on the right foot. So number one is you got to have the right plan. Number two is ensuring that you've thought about the fact that you are going to have to make some changes. So when you're not changing, you are not going to see changes. So there's going to be some things that have to change in your nutrition in order for you to get those results. If you're trying to change without changing those things, it's likely not going to happen because you're going to end up trying to fit old habits into something that you're trying to create new. And it usually doesn't work very well that way. So you want to make sure that you have the right mindset going into this, knowing that you are going to have some discomfort, some things that you're going to have to make uh, you know, some sacrifices on but it's going to be to allow you to have something in the future that you didn't have right now. And it's where I always remind people that like giving up foods so that you can actually be confident with yourself is not a bad thing. And I will be honest, like, I hope like all foods are okay on your, on your diet plan, but at the end of the day, if something is holding you back from reaching it, letting go of that thing just so you can be free to achieve what you want might be more freeing than restrictive that you think. And that's honestly what happened to me, you know, in my earlier stages of my journey, when I finally gave up the, the foods that I was eating, I didn't look at it like restriction. I was like, man, I was so happy by how I was changing that I didn't miss those things. And that will happen if you change your mindset. So right mindset, right number of uh, num- the right number of calories or macros or whatever it is you're tracking, uh, or even the righteous understanding of what your body needs and understanding how to, to make adjustments to that, which is why, as I said, having metrics is so important. So calories, macros do matter. Um, All right. So now going into some tips for you guys, and I'm going to put this out there. This is for those of you guys out there that are on board with tracking calories, tracking food, looking at macronutrients, because you understand the benefits of those things and understand that that's the scientific reason or the scientific way to actually lose weight. Yes. The food quality matters. Yes. You know, meal timing also matters, but overall calories and macros are what's going to get you the biggest bang for your buck in terms of fat loss. So now I'm going to go into some of the basic stuff that I'm going to go into there. Hacks that I've used in the past that I recommend for my clients and hopefully will help you guys. All right. Hack number one is, it's going to be kind of like the easier hack. Sticking to a normalized eating schedule, even if it's like somewhat, it should be flexible. Meaning it's not, I eat breakfast at 6 a.m. every morning and snack at 10 a.m. every morning. And then lunch at 12 p.m. every morning. It's, I eat five times a day, Roughly between like six and eight, and between like 10 and 12, and between like one and three. So you know about where you're at, where your energy levels tend to drop, and when your body's going to be expecting food. That's going to get your body and your mind into a routine of like expecting food. So you're going to know you're going to be hungry, you're going to get used to that, and then you're going to be ready to eat again at the same time. You'll learn how to get through those par- parts in between the meals when you're a little bit more hungry, when you keep your meals structured and routine. And it's also important to recognize that those things that people end up, I'm hungry, but it's not snack time yet. So rather than eating the planned snack a little early, they go into the pantry and have another snack. That's where people go wrong and they end up adding in calories they don't need. Whereas maybe you just need to bump up your snack time a little bit. It's also great awareness for you guys to figure out what, how you might need to be changing your meal timing to allow you to be more consistent and compliant. In between those meals and snacks, a couple of hacks that I will give is, and I'm going to say this with a little bit of uh, a catch 22 is you got to make sure that you're giving yourself enough calories. If you're literally ready to eat a foot, <laughs> you're probably not getting enough calories. But in between your meals, if you're getting slightly hungry and you just want something or maybe you're getting a craving for something, try things like chewing some sugar-free gum or even having like a diet soda, a diet drink, uh, or even a cup of tea, some coffee, um, anything like that. In fact, coffee is a great, I like to add some unsweet almond milk and some sugar-free skinny syrup. And it can also help curb a sweet craving if you have having a craving for something and you know you don't want to be indulging. It's a great way to give you something. It's going to take you a little while to drink it or eat it, and then you'll be able to kind of you know get through until your next meal. But those normalized eating patterns are so important for you guys and for your body. It's going to start to give you cues at the right times, and you're going to start to become more resilient to the the need to always feed the hunger and the cravings. That was my first one. That was pretty simple. Okay, now we're going to go into some more of the, the detailed ones, all right? high volume versus low volume. All right. When people start to realize that they're dialing in their calories and macros, when people start to dial in their calories and macros, they start to realize where a lot of those higher volume or lower volume, higher calorie foods are setting them back. All of a sudden like, wow, I'm always going over on my fat intake. And they're looking at the fact that they're eating a lot of dense things, chips, protein bars, um, you know, chocolates and things like that, higher fat meats. They're eating a lot of dense, calorie-dense foods for not a lot of volume. So one of my best hacks for staying consistent in a fat loss phase is to think about volume eating because at the end of the day, being full may feel a little bit uncomfortable, but it's likely going to help you not have the urge to overeat something because you're going to be like, I'm full right now. I should not be eating. So subconsciously, you're going to be thinking about things and you're also going to be getting more of a thermic effect of feeding from the amount of food volume that you're doing. So this happens in a couple of ways. Number one is bulking up the volume on your main meals. So that's meaning including more vegetables and lean proteins, and also adding in some high volume swaps for those higher calorie, higher palatable foods that you're used to consuming. So if you are somebody that relies a lot on like chips and and crackers and those snacky type foods, and you're literally getting a little handful for 150 calories, trying to find some smart swaps for that. And a couple of mine are always like, for salty cravings, I'm a big proponent of popcorn. Popcorn is, you can make it salty. I love the Lesser Evil brand because I don't have to worry about popping it. But also the Smart Pop is great. They come in little 100-calorie bags. In fact, for most people, you could have two bags for the same amount of, of calories and macros that you would have had, you know, a small handful or two of chips. So looking for smart swaps there. Um trying to find those high volume foods that are just going to make you feel more satiated, you know, rather than having, you know, just one, you know, cookie, can you have like, you know, a bowl of cereal that might be sweet crepe as like, a, a, you know, so like one or two cookies might be sweet and it might make you feel like, Oh, I had something sweet, but you could also just have like a cup of cereal, a sweetened cereal mixed with maybe like a non-sweetened cereal. Now you're getting more volume. And I'm going to talk about how to incorporate this a little bit more in, in the future, but, high volume swaps for those lower volume things. Uh, number two is smart condiments. So this is where people often don't realize that little thing changes like this will make it so much easier for them to have more satiating snacks and include those snacks that they actually enjoy. Is rather than wasting all your fat on a dressing or, you know, uh, using butter and things like that, just cut those things out. Don't use oil. Don't use those things. Instead, add those foods in when you want them, you know? So cut out the, the higher fat dressings. and make some smart swaps. A couple of my favorites are things like sriracha, low sugar, ketchup, hot sauce. I love the House Farms dressings, the G Hughes sauces, all of that stuff that I've talked about in the past, but all of those things can be smart swaps, mustard, anything to help add flavor to your meals without adding a bunch of calories. And this is part two of the smart condiments. A lot of times when people go on a, a fat loss plan, they tend to totally like 360 their food. And it's like super bland. And they're afraid of like eating salt. like guys flavor your food. Like, don't be afraid to add flavor and condiments. In fact, I also believe and this kind of goes along with number one, the high volume is those foods that you enjoy when you're like not thinking about your diet, try and re- re- like recreate them in higher volume, more protein heavy ways that are lower in fat. Like You want pizza. Like, can you make a flatbread pizza at home where you're gonna be able to have a meal that incorporates the flavors that you want? Sometimes you're going out for the real thing, but when you're trying to lose fat, you're obviously trying to limit that stuff, right? So that's all things that are gonna help you. This actually goes into number three is to limit your eating out. When we eat out, we cannot control the calories and the macros of the foods that they're putting in there, which often means they're putting things in that are taking up macros that we really don't want them to. We're fine not including butter and oil, but they are not fine not including it in their their meals. So we have to deal with what the chef is putting in the food. So I try and limit that things. And when I am eating out, I try and stick to things that they're not going to add a bunch of stuff to. I try and choose the grilled chicken salads and things like that so that I don't have to worry about that. I would much rather be a little bit hungry when I leave a restaurant, go home and finish off my macros knowing that I stayed on track and I'll feel more satiated that way. So limit your eating out. I would say if it's a social meal, one to two meals a week, Uh, if you're really trying to dial in your fat loss, really prioritizing the right types of nutrients at those meals. Number four, don't drink your calories. This also goes for protein shakes, guys. If you're getting hangry on a fat loss phase, the last thing that you want to do is just be drinking your calories. If you need to get more protein in, rather than just sucking a protein shake, which doesn't even taste that good anyways, Learn how to make like protein smoothie bowls, which are my favorite way to, to end my night. Making a big smoothie bowl. It ends up being a lot of volume, a lot of flavor, and not a whole bunch of calories. And if you have some extra carbs left over, I like to add a little bit of cereal on top of mine to add a little bit more crunch and a little bit more sweetness. You can also look for um, different ways to sweeten your beverages. Like I already mentioned about the coffee. Right now I'm sipping on coffee with almond milk and skinny syrup. Love it you could also do diet sodas. If you like sweet tea and things like that, try to swap it out for artificially sweetened things, such as uh, using Sevia or sucralose or Splenda, any of those things to help you guys not drink your calories. Alcohol is another thing. If you're, if you're, you know, drinking a lot of your alcohol calories or your calories from alcohol on the weekends, you are going to feel more hungry because those are taking up a lot of your carbohydrates, which is where you're going to be getting the most volume in your diet. So, um, that's all really important for you guys to understand. And going back to the volume, carbohydrates. By the way, another thing is, most people that focus on like the keto diet and stuff don't realize that they could be feeling way more satiated if they included carbohydrates because a lot of carbohydrates are higher in volume. You can eat more of those if you're choosing the right carbohydrates. Right. So this is where I'm going to go into the next one. Next one is optimizing your macros. Don't skimp on your protein because protein is the most satiating and the most thermogenic of all the macros that you're going to be eating. So you always want to make sure that you are topped off on protein. So in fact, most of my clients, I'm like, I'm okay with you being five grams under on your carbs and your fats, but protein I'd rather you be five grams over. That's better for me. I'd rather see people eating their protein versus skimping on it. I also think that optimizing protein with less fat is helpful for those of you guys out there that are trying to create more volume in your meals, because if you're saving on the fats from your protein, you're going to get more volume by being able to now add some fat in somewhere else. So you might be able to. whereas if I had a higher fat beef, I would have like 10 to 15 grams of fat. Whereas if I have a leaner fat beef, like a 96.4, I can have like four grams of fat and then I can add some avocado or some nuts or something like that to the meal as well. So it allows you to get more volume in if you're choosing a lower fat option of protein. Carbohydrates, like I mentioned, are more satiating than fats and also more voluminous. Choosing the right types of carbs will add more volume. Oatmeal is a high volume carb for the amount of, car- uh, for the amount of carbs in it. Uh, things like potatoes are also a higher volume carb. Butternut squash, fruit, things like that are all higher volume carbs. Even looking for some of those like lower calorie breads. I'm like on a, a Sara Lee kick right now. There's a Sarah Lee 45 calorie slice. It's been my breakfast every morning, not because I'm on a diet, but because I could have four slices of that for the same amount of two slices of another bread. So looking in terms of ways of making more volume on your plate to help you think you're eating more calories, but you're really not, which is where I, I should actually make a tangent of this. Volume does not always equal calories, right? Whereas calories can sometimes be deceiving in lower volume foods. So eating for volume is gonna make you feel more satiated, but likely help you stay into a in a calorie deficit easier than eating less volume and higher calorie. Just saying. And so looking at ways to make those smart swaps of your carbohydrates and optimizing where you're adding your fats in. So I typically don't use a lot of oils and butters and things like that when I'm cooking, because I'd rather add fats in from avocado nuts, or even some dark chocolate. I'd like to save my fat and be able to have dark chocolate after dinner. Another one is hydration. So in between those meals, I already mentioned kind of findings, like some, maybe some gum diet drinks. Don't be afraid to drink water as well. And I'm not saying that you should like the whole, like, Oh, just drink a glass of water when you're hungry. But If you are on a calorie-controlled diet and you are trying to stay stay consistent with things, making your hydration a part of that. It doesn't have to be just plain water. You can add some flavor to it. Don't be afraid to add a packet of crystallite or whatever it is that you want to flavor your water with. Um, This way you're staying consistent in between your meals as well with getting hydration in. So kind of recapping a little bit here, number one is making sure that you are, before the prerequisite, is making sure that you are getting in enough food and you are on the right number of calories and macros to allow you to feel slightly hungry, but not starving. And that's important for you guys to realize that there's no calculator out there that's gonna determine that. There's calculators out there that are gonna give you a good baseline template to start with, but you're gonna to have to adjust off of that, or hopefully hire a coach to help you with that. No plug for coaching, but also a plug for coaching. Then going into some things, let's start from the top down. Sticking to a normalized meal schedule, ensure that you are sticking to that. Try not to go for the, the random snacks in between, um, even if you might have to bump your snack up a little bit or make adjustments to your times. Adding in more high volume foods to replace those lower volume foods, uh, smart condiments to make your meals taste good, but also to avoid added, added calories from things, and so that you can add more calories for snacks and foods. Uh, limiting your eating out and maybe trying to recreate some of those things at home. Oh, I missed one. I'm going to go over it in a second. Um, and then number four, don't drink your calories find better ways to incorporate protein powder so that you're not just drinking, you know, slugging the protein shake and being hungry an hour later, that you're actually having something that's going to make you feel more satiated. Optimizing your macros. So making sure you're getting in the right split of macros, getting in enough protein and getting, uh, getting enough carbohydrates primarily from the right carbs. Um, hydration. And then the one that I didn't mention yet that I want to talk to you guys is, so this is kind of a good thing that I'm ending on this is it's really easy for us all to focus on what we remove. Like we're removing XYZ. i Z. I'm trying to cut back on these foods. I'm going to miss my X, Y, Z. If you switch that instead and work on ways to replace it, like I already mentioned, recreating some of those foods that you would get at a restaurant at home, you may find that you create a new norm for you, which is the goal of any plan is to create a new norm. It's not do this temporarily so you can go back. It's Learn to recreate or learn to renew or create something new that you can use going forward. And that means that, yes, sometimes, like I said, pizza is part of the plan, but most of the time, we're trying to find ways to enjoy the foods we like for less calories. And that's where replacing versus removing can be super helpful. If you are somebody that frequents Chipotle, why not learn how to recreate your own homemade Chipotle bowl? No, it's not going to taste the exact same way. But the less you eat Chipotle, the more association you're going to get with this being your Chipotle bowl. And that might be your new norm. You know, if you like pizza creating, there's a couple of really awesome pizza dough recipes that I can send you guys and making your own pizza at home. Now, whenever you want pizza, you don't have to wait until it's quote unquote cheat day. You can have a pizza whenever you want throughout the week and it fits into your plan. Um, Finding some lower calorie, higher volume snacks that will help fill the need. Uh, I think that protein bars. So there's two things about like things like protein snacks is sometimes they are calorie dense, but knowing what you're craving at the moment, it might still be more satiating than what you were going to have in general. So let's just say you're craving like chocolate and you decide instead, I'm going to have a first form level one bar, which are amazing. Um, You're likely going to get more protein, less carbs, and less fats, and a little bit more volume than you would have had from those one or two pieces of chocolate. So that might be a good replacement for you, or it might be you really want to have a couple of pieces of dark chocolate. So rather than just having the dark chocolate, you're going to add in maybe some Greek yogurt and some berries on the side of your dark chocolates. Now you're getting a little bit more volume in while incorporating the real thing. So learning how to like, enjoy eating your calories with enjoying some of the foods that you want, but also replacing some of the things that you know that you have a hard time controlling the amount of so that you can actually stay more consistent with things. And it's the power of replacing versus removing. And it's going to give you freedom to create a new plan versus restriction from the things that you shouldn't be doing. So Hopefully this episode was helpful for you guys. Like I said, I'm sorry that I'm struggling a little bit today. I am not feeling my best. Even my coffee tastes funky. So, but hopefully this was helpful for you all. If you guys have any questions about navigating your own fat loss journey, knowing where to start, shoot me a message, shoot me a DM. We'd we'll love to be able to help you guys out. Also, last thing is plug for tomorrow night. We are doing a live training in my Facebook group. Uh, Coach Katie's going to be leading it on meal prep and planning, helping you guys be more consistent with planning, hopefully more enjoyable meals and also being more successful Uh, with making meal planning easier for you. So that is going down in my Facebook group tomorrow um, at 5 PM. And I'll make sure I put the link to that in the show notes as well. So have a good day.